Welcome, welcome to the Delta, first one of the year 2023. And because it is 2023, it's a whole fresh start to the beginning of this year. And everything from 2022 and all the previous years have been washed away clean and it is a fresh, clean slate. Correct, Nicholas? Completely disagree. (laughs) Completely disagree. I think it's one of those things that I look at, like our New Year's resolutions that we've kind of made. Like we were planning ahead for what 2023 was going to actually be. And there's a lot of lingering shadows. And I kind of want to think about those and how we're going to continue to address them. But just because like I woke up one morning and it was midnight. Technically, that was the morning. Yes. Do go on. I hate you. (laughs) Again, I hate you. So my favorite part is when I insult you and you stop and look at me. And I think that's the moment of realization when you finally notice and realize that I am the superior being in this relationship. (laughs) So it's one of those things that I finally like. Here's my point. My dark shadow of the year is lingering and I'm going to like kind of bring it down a level. And you're just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say idiot. You I just did. say things like, you know, midnight, like it was like the first, the beginning of the, yeah. it's the morning. Wait, that doesn't sound right. No, no, no. Midnight's the morning. Right. You suck. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to be all like cerebral and really talk it down and like, let's break it down. And you're like, right, no, right. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> You've already talked too much. So. <laughs> Allow me to interject. <laughs> yeah, good job mansplaining. <laughs> like you, sound... <laughs> you ruined it. You talked too long. You're done. <laughs> <sighs> I think that's a real trouble, right? Is that we start over... I'm doing it. No, please mansplain. No, I will. I will. Mansplain your point. Let please, me continue please, please. about mansplaining. Yeah. Anyway, we are... <laughs> we are Nicholas and Christina Linky, or as she said, the... Superior being Christina's show, and I'm invited <laughs> humbly as her husband. <laughs> Even though you started it, sure, why not? But it sure. wasn't good until you joined. Oh my gosh! Do I go on. I know. I know. Anyway, my point is, is that you and I have a family together. Those of you that have just recently joined us or need a reminder, right? We have three kids together we because live- we don't talk about them enough, right? Right. I also think that we talk about them as if people already know. So it's like all of a sudden they're like, there's a young one? Where'd the where'd the little one come from? Like there's a new one? Like when did that happen? Oh, there's seven. Oh gosh. (laughs) Seven. Oh, there I I thought you meant there's seven children or there's seven people in that house. Yeah. No, there's five of us. Okay. I'll stop down again. You start you start talking (laughs) and explaining. So my name is Christina Linky, and I am an educational sign language interpreter uh, in rural Missouri. That, that works. Yeah. We have a family of five, three kiddos, mm-hmm. all elementary aged. Right. And husband, do go and explain yourself. Did you want to talk about career, like what you actually do for a living? I did. Did you? I'm an educational sign language interpreter. Like, okay, so you're going to define yourself primarily by 
I have a job and I'm a mom. Is there anything else that you want to apply to your identity or is that where we're going to stay? No, normally no, that's it's fine. That's fine. You can stay there. I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with that. Normally it's a, if I have to describe myself, sure. it's, it's, if I have certain points I have to hit, it's, I'm a mother and a wife and a sign language interpreter and a vegan and an environmentalist. I think that's it, right? Sure. And progressive and like, there's just... I know, but if I had five things that those are the top five that I normally say when people are like, oh, how environmental are you? I'm like, well, I did cloth diaper and they're like, Ugh, you geez. did not. I cloth diaper. No, no, no. We cloth diaper. <laughs> Don't. Tell me the, you... the split on this. Okay. Well, when it came to the second kid, mm-hmm. I had a little bit more of a queasy stomach. So mm-hmm. somebody, how did we explain it? You you never know true love until you're elbow deep in poo water spraying off diapers. Yeah. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is what you're going to get. This is our show. <laughs> but okay. I am Nicholas. I was in education for... 10 going on 11 years is that right 11 going on 12 and then uh i was also in grad school for a while and phased out of that to go back to the classroom and i taught science and i was pretty much the science department at my small room well you also did philosophy for a while there i did i did a multitude of different things at that school because you wear many hats for a while there we had nobody was leading yearbook and i took that on to try to like facilitate some art stuff and that is very difficult to manage much props to those that get that done i do remember that uh it was awful that like i can run an experiment in your life (laughs) yeah i can run an experiment and be like okay here's hypothesis and yada 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 and go through in the conclusion and oh it failed completely let's start over I electrons neutrons let's talk about atoms and matter and all the deep scientific like, all, all those things like fine with that we can start over at any point in time i will continue. philosophy sure got it let's go managing you to be able to go take pictures of a basketball game and import them into a yearbook no good <laughs> not me no matter how artistic it is not me Cheers to you. All of those English and language arts, art teachers, and anybody else that takes on that row. Cheers. That row. That row. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you row. But no, that's that's pretty much what it is. And yeah, great. <laughs> camera roll. You want to keep going with this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Good one. Dang it. That's how you camera roll. Got it. Mm. No, not good. <laughs> you can see the face. Ooh. <laughs> But my real perspective is that we are very dedicated to uh, families and progressive agendas. If you want to put it that way, sure, progressive agenda. I would. Because I look at it from the standpoint of like the world dramatically affects what goes on underneath my roof. Right. Right. Very much so. Like whenever I look out in the world, I'm like, okay, I'm in education still. Like I work in another capacity with the local university right? To be able to maintain other classrooms by pushing in and saying, Hey, here's some strategies. Keep up the good fight. We've got this. And I have an expertise that allows me to be able to make that dedication. I stepped out of the classroom because I felt in my opinion that I saw widespread, I don't know, like a growing concern. And it was very, very demolishing of my interior like motivations. I was very concerned. And 
right. instead of moving on, right, from like being like, okay, like I can just focus on these kids, it plagued me. I couldn't do anything about it. And it started really affecting my my work, my class, and I was very pessimistic. And then I found out like, oh, I can step outside of this, find some new things. And I'm not really good for these kids. Even though I'm not abandoning them, I'm, I'm not looking at it and being like, okay, they don't want to have a teacher for a little while. It was one of those things that I step out and go like, okay, where do I best make sure that whenever those kids have a future, right, and the school is maintained, how do I help deliver more to the environment? And go I have ahead. to say that sure. you were not just, I would say miserable. I don't know the term you used. Sure. But you were miserable at home as well. You were also struggling with all the stuff that was going on there. You definitely are not a compartmentalizing type of person, at least for me, because I've known you for so long, you do not hide, cannot hide it. Right. At least at home. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you could hide it at work or whatever, but at it's, home, it's you like did anybody not. else, really. I mean, like you put it on, you go out there, and then when you get comfortable with somebody, the guard starts coming down, and you start looking and be like, "Oh, there's a lot behind the scenes going on that this person is wrestling with." And we all have that situation going Absolutely. on at some point in time. It's just that mine was not. I'm mad at my school. I'm mad at my kids, of my students. I'm mad at this situation. It was like, oh, I'm spiraling because I see a huge problem. And it is not applicable whatsoever to making sure these kids get the education that they need to be able to be successful. I'm personally dealing with something and I need to find an avenue to vent that out. So that, right. So what I'm saying is, is that we have an attachment to family, to progressive uh, viewpoints, to being able to look at the way that science and education interact with that. And then we look at politics and we go, okay. Those things have a lot of command over that. The way that people interpret science, the way that people approach how education should be instituted, particularly in Missouri, and how people should get an education, particularly the kid that's power in all of that. What does that all mean? Because really, there's a lot that I can't do. And I think that's our focus, right? Going into 2023 is like, okay, yes, brand new. I'm going to go to the gym. I've got this. I bought the tight, tight shorts, (laughs) the little bitty shirt that kind of, you know, makes me look in the mirror and go like, okay, there's a little bit of belly there, but I'm going to be hot in it. Right. I'm going to set up my camera. We're describing you, right? No, this is not me. This is like me looking at other people and being like, I could do that, but I can't do that. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, no, there's no, I don't know if you were wearing the cute little belly shirt or like, look at that. Like I'm wearing, I'm wearing the dad shirt that has the logo from my childhood on it. Yeah. There you go. Which is obviously not a children's movie. I go ahead. Beg to differ. I was going to say, I beg to differ, but I cannot. There's a scene of David and he loses a specific piece at a certain point. And my kids look at that and be like, Oh my gosh, I know what that is. Like, no, like, what is that, Dad? Like, what's going on here? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Please, like, they wouldn't know anyway. But I, my point is, like, that's the opening scenes. It's like, oh, it's right there. Like, I, I lose. I completely lose. So <laughs> anyway, my point is, is that we kind of look at it from this aspect. We look at it from being a family and making sure that the way that we approach every single problem is 
how does the science, how does the family, how does the educational aspect all fit into this? And then how is that all framed with politics? Like when it all said and done, something comes into our household underneath our roof and we go, oh my gosh, like this is a big deal. And that's kind of what we want to focus on, right? I mean, that's right, really where we're at. Right. So anyway, most of the time we call it what? This whole thing that we talk about. We say it to our kids all the time whenever we're actually looking at how things are really going. It's the real real. It's the real real. <laughs> and those of you that like look at the Instagram and that kind of stuff and those of you that are looking at the shorts and the ticks and all that kind of talking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sounds super old right now. I don't care. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's okay. Very cringe. It's a Snapchat tweets, right? Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> But no, that's really what it is, is that like we have a real, real, right? We do. All right. For a real, real. And we never say die. Stop it. The real, real. So just to talk about what we were just discussing as far as things that we let into our house, right? And the way we, I guess, control that information. Right. For New Year's, we were supposed to go out, and our friends ended up getting sick, so we went ahead and stayed in. We had the kids, and yeah, the lingering effects of the shadow of COVID nineteen. Right, and it's it's definitely not like a, like here is a harsh in your face, stay at home all the time. But it's like, oh, by the way, those plans that you had kind of difficult right now, and the ones you rarely ever make right. because yeah. still because of COVID, kind of not gonna do, not that gonna happen, okay, not well, gonna happen. Yeah, it's just like people are gonna be sick. Welcome to the harsh flu, flu, right? Right, right, right. So, I knew that there was a movie that was in theaters and also that they were streaming. So I went ahead Your and I pulled too? it up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they it's really did one. never say die. They never no, died. it was Strange World. Off of trunk. <laughs> you guys <laughs> stop that like you know we can't do that anymore i guess can you i don't know Slav loves chunk <laughs> so anyway i'm gonna truffle shuffle back okay. and restart over so many bad so anyway strange world i heard that there was a one of the male characters sure who had a crush on another male character and I also saw somewhere how, of course, naturally, as so many do, there were groups of people who were opposed. Not that they'd seen it, just opposed to it because of that reason. Right. So I always make sure that I support that because it's ridiculous. You know, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a crappy movie. It, that That's something else entirely. But... So well, like, like you vote with your opinion, right? And with right, your dollars. For sure. So at the same point in time, like there is a certain degree of capitalism that factors into the decisions that corporations make. So whenever you support something like look at the downlines, like, oh, certain individuals are actually interested in this. That's going right. to sway an opinion, whether or not they actually have a moral agenda or not. It's kind of like consumers say what capitalism is. And we're more than willing to step in and be like, hey, by the way, we think this is a good idea. Is it perfect for us? Or is it one of those things that doesn't really communicate to the general public what we believe? Right. And we abstain from that. So, like, for example, like you mentioned before that you are vegan. Well, our whole family is vegan. Right. And we don't have the policies of looking at like, oh, my gosh, the poor animals. 
there's degrees of, and I'm not trying to like make a statement in any way mm-hmm. in this aspect, but we have very different viewpoints on certain things than other people do. And veganism is one of those. For sure. And traditionally, a lot of people look at it from a certain way that they object to our thing. And until they're curious, like we know that yours is odd. We're like, well, we honestly buy a lot of faux meat now, right? We could not do that a long time ago, but we buy it now because we know that there's an urgency of making sure that we are independent of certain kind of CAFO productions of right. meat. And we're not making a statement against any individual that pursues these things. It's really one of those things that we look at and go, oh, we support this sustainable effort. And there are certain individuals that are being also destroyed, right? By not owning their land and not being able to do those things. So there's a social aspect for all of these things. And when you start looking at the environmental pressures and all, like you're like, oh, this is a very complicated issue. So we're making a decision on a bunch of different variables, but people are like, oh, well, why do you buy things that look like meat whenever you don't eat meat or don't like the meat? I'm like, well, number one, I evolved and my taste buds like meat and meat is good, right? Even if we're fabricating that that feel or that, I don't know, desire, right? Or whatever it is, it's there evolutionarily embedded in us. This will come around. Don't okay. worry about it. It's relevant. I was You'll like, see. meat is not delicious it's, to me. Well, no. <laughs> no. Okay. My point is, is that the, that we recognize inside of us those proteins and we and they fabricate it so that it mimics that intentionally. But I don't look at it and be like, oh, I'm just going to abstain from meat while eating meat because it's just odd. But I do know that there's a long story here where that plant-based meat is more sustainable in the oh, long Oh, I thought run. your story was the long story here. Gosh darn it. Okay, strange world. I will tie this back in. You watch. <laughs> this is relevant. Go ahead, please. Okay. Okay, shut me up. Mansplaining. So, Go ahead. Long story. It was a long story. Whatever. Done. Talk can, about yeah. strange world, right? So we watched it, <laughs> sat on our couch, watched it. We loved it. It was a great movie, which I thought was great because somewhere I read how there were so many people who were like, Disney, take it down or whatever. And they were just like, no. no <laughs> and they just didn't. Yeah. And it was a great movie, you know, and it's also about environmentalism. Ah, you're catching on. You see which, how it's going. Yeah. I know. And I'm I came tootin'. up with that all myself. I'm done now. I know. You're like, oh, see what I told you? I slid that little information to you? Like no. The, like the opener? No. I hate, you. I hate you. I got that myself. Love you so much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really, really good movie. Wow. Yeah. There was something else I had there, but you talked so long before that I just kept going, okay, Tina, remember this. Mm-hmm. Remember this. Yeah. And it just... That's how it went most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. It's not my argument is honestly better. You just better. wear me down. I just wear you Nicholas. down until you forget your actual premises. And at the very, I'm doing it again. For real. Forever. Forever and ever. Okay. What you were honestly, <laughs> what you were mentioning before when we were in the kitchen, right? Yes. We were discussing it just the other night was that you were surprised, but also like very like proud almost. I really don't know the emotion that you had. But it was like, 
you saw the way that the grandfather and the family responded and the way they portrayed that oh, in right. the movie. And you were very taken by that. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that I don't want to give too much of it away, but there are three generations of men. The youngest, who is not old enough to, I guess, decide what he's going to do with his life yet or is in the middle of trying to figure it out. And the his dad is a farmer. And then his dad was, I don't know, what was he? An like adventurer, a, like an explorer? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I was going to say hunter, but he's really not. No. Yeah. Just this really tough brood of a guy, you know. And I thought it was so awesome. I thought it was interesting, funny, actually, because he tells, th- that guy tells his son, like, oh my gosh, you're a farmer. Why would you want to be a farmer? But later when the his grandson is talking to him about, his interest, he's like, there's got to be somebody. He never said, like, there's got to be a girl out there. Like, what's her name? Not Like, anything like that. So there's got to be somebody. Like, tell, what's their name or something along those lines? And the boy just starts going off about his names, you know, whatever. And, 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 the, and the grandpa never said anything Doesn't negative. Nothing. And so I thought that was awesome. I also, I also thought it was funny that he was saying you can't be a farmer son, but then like totally supports his grandson's decision. So I'm just wondering where Disney drew the line on that, but I just thought it was really cool as far as the LGBTQ supportive, you know, conversations that they're having. And, and we pointed it out in our house too. Yeah. It started a discussion in our house. Yeah. Right. It's a good conversation. And Evie just kept saying, Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Mom. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And that was part of what, how we spent actually the main part of our new year celebration. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's kind of like leaving that a little bit behind, but also kind of looking forward to the hope that we have. For 2023, but also remembering, like, although we leave a lot of those things behind, there's still a lot on the horizon that's kind of like, what are we going to do with this? Because we could have a mission to be able to solve those problems, right? We can start making plans. We can start making advocations for that. But at the end of the day, really, we can draw a line. And as I was saying before, like, we can go to the gym. We can say, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to start the Peloton. I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) But the world's not ready. Right. You might be ready to fight. You might be ready to like take that leap and go and do it. Like go, go hard on your New Year's resolutions. Do it. You know what I mean? And if it's political, do that too. Like find a candidate, start supporting them now. Yes. Start finding like some of them are jumping in the race already. Like, hey, I'm going. Because you can't say... You can't say, well, nobody else is ready, so I might as well just sit back and do nothing until the whole world is ready. Right. And then I'll then I'll do something, but until then, ho hum. Right. You it, know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kinda like you like, are you leading the pack? Are you starting the run? Are you going to make it so that you're the first one to go? You know what I mean? And like kind of be the very beginning of even the Heartland Pod, right? Like First adopters, get over that hump, get over the gap and say, like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to advocate, we're going to push, and we're going to make the next leap so that the next stage of all of this persists. Or you could step aside and be like, you know what? The world's not ready, and I'm kind of just hesitant, and I'm a little bit worried, right? Yeah. 
And then there's that little key part where I think where you and I are right now. Honestly, like looking at 2023 from 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, like all that. And all the way back to like 20, I guess it was 2017, right? Like 2020 was like when you and I started looking at COVID and science and all that kind of stuff. And we started right, like really looking right. at the pod. But for most people, like the wake up call was... Trump, right? I mean, that's really what it came down to be. Yeah. And like, we're all past that. We're like looking at this, but like, there is so much stuff that we wish we could just stop and say, I'm done with soda. No more cake. But the world is not going to let you just give up cake. Nope. They're going to keep the sodas in the fridge. The cake's going to be easy to bake. And at the very end of the day, it's really, really easy to just watch a movie and that's it, and not have those key conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I like that analogy. Yeah. You got people suckered in. You're like, wait, what's he talking about? Cake and, ooh, soda. What's he talking about? Oh, I see what he did there. I like that analogy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> that's me being supportive this time. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer hate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Support this show and all of the work in the Heartland Pod universe by going to heartlandpod.com and clicking the Patreon link to sign up. Membership starts at $1 per month and goes up from there with extra shows and special access at the higher levels. Heartlandpod.com, click the Patreon link, or just go to Patreon and search for the Heartland Pod. No matter the level you choose, your membership helps us create these independent shows as we work together to change the conversation. Now back to the show. All right. For you then, what are your New Year's resolutions that you're looking forward to to kind of like, one, say, I want to improve this, not necessarily about yourself, but I want to improve, or it can be, like I'm not trying to put limitations on that are unnecessary, but what are some things that you want to see in yourself or in society or that you want us all to work toward as a greater goal and what's influencing that as a lingering thing that you look and be like, oh, but this is the thing I have to overcome. Like, just because I'm ready, I don't know if the world is ready. And there might be a little bit convincing to do. There might be a little bit of, like, groundwork you have to do. Or there might be, like, a few things that you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, maybe I need to read another book or go ahead. Honestly, I try not to make New Year's resolutions. One... everybody's doing it no everybody's doing it at the same time Mm -hmm. you know okay so i try not to do that i try to make a conscious effort as often as possible to try to figure out how to be a better person Mm -hmm. so one of the things is that i constantly think about is how exhausted i am Every day, I feel like I am so tired. By the time I get done at work, I come home and I am exhausted. So I try to figure out how I'm not going to spend, how I can spend more time with my kids. And that's not just a New Year's resolution. That's an every everyday thing. And sometimes I definitely lose that battle and I'm not the, the best person at that Mm -hmm. does it Um, keep you up until midnight which is the morning i'm told 
it is the morning. Yeah, and you wake up in the morning, the proper morning. The proper morning. Like, oh, uh, there have been multiple, especially after winter break for school. Uh, I have not wanted to go to bed. It has definitely created problems. Mm-hmm. But I am trying. I'm trying really hard yeah. to work on that. Just trying to ha- trying hard to it's be. Interesting. You go to sleep at midnight, yes. right? Yeah. On okay, New Year's okay. Eve. And then some people, their New Year's resolution is, I'm going to become a morning person. Whoops. <laughs> Good job. I mean, they still could Good be, start. I guess. Good start, man. I don't, know, I don't see how anybody can just go, you know what, I'm going to wake up a happy person. Even though normally I wake up and I'm like, don't touch me. Right. But I'm going to wake up happy forever. Forever. How is that not screwing yourself over? Right. Like I'm not going to go to bed with anything lingering in my brain and just let it kind of fade. Right. And then not wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. The oceans are growing. The world is burning. Like, 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 Well, (laughs) and I think that instead of saying, I'm going to wake up to be a morning person, maybe instead you shift your perspective a little bit and you say, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to try to think of, I mean, make it a small goal. I'm going to try to think of three things that I want to look forward to or three things that I want to be thankful for today. Right. So it's a gratitude Something journal like that. kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. I fail often. Yeah. I'm always tired. Friday, I felt bad. I've told everybody, everybody, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, Friday I came home and it was such a long week. I was at work for three days this week. Of course. And I stayed awake That's long one enough. day less than most schools in rural Missouri. That's so true. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I stayed awake long enough for you to get home okay. with our middle kiddo from guitar lessons. True, and I was like, true. thank goodness, passed out. You did dinner. You, yep. I woke up long enough to say, everybody get ready for bed. And from the I, couch. From the couch. Yep. Did not get up. So exhausted. Then you put them all to bed, thank goodness, and then I still managed to sleep that night like like a baby. Right. <laughs> it's fantastic. So sometimes I do fail, but I also don't want to go, oh, no, because of this. It's why so many people start the gym at the beginning of January, and then by m- mid-February, nobody's there. Right. It's just, you're setting yourself up for failure. So I say I fail all the time. As long as I can try to keep doing a little bit better. So maybe it is a cop-out answer. I don't know. But, I mean, I try to do better by my children and, you know, and hope that I'm just... I'd like to think I'm a good person, you know, as much of the time as I possibly can be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're a good person. That's not That's not a lie. Okay, I thought something was coming behind that. Nope. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to get the points for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah thank you. No total I points. Yeah, it. for sure. What about you? Do you have a resolution or you too cool? No, I, I honestly think that yours is not a cop out answer. Okay. And I'm going to give that to you. And here's my situation. I like how you give it to me. Like I, I have earned it from you. Your praise. You have earned my praise. Yeah. My Congratulations. love is completely conditional. Completely sure. conditional. Oh, yeah. I've, I've noticed over these years. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. But like you win at the conditions. You max out. I'm just going to say, am I winning anymore now? No. No, it's not believable. Go on. Continue with, okay. your, with your point. So my <laughs> New Year's resolution, honestly, 
in a larger respect, right? Instead of just trying to compliment my wife more. So <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> just in the, how long has this pod been so far? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. My, maybe I'll try a little bit. That's yeah. about as much as compliment as I have gotten. You're welcome. This year. But really what I'm trying to say is, is that my inability to start off every single morning fresh and renewed is really the biggest focus of my complete disdain, the dark cloud, the remnants of looking back and be like, oh my gosh, this is all awful. I hate all of these things like blah, 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 that I cannot anymore, right? And really just kind of looking and saying, oh, they're releasing new movies. Yeah, the ratings are different. We've changed some of the rules, right? Progress is us remembering and realizing what we did wrong and making better things. And I'm not saying forget all of that. I'm not saying leave everything at the door of 2023. That's not what I'm saying. I still think that there's a way you could try to have a positive perspective, but not forget all the things that got us here in the first place or all the, I mean, maybe that's a driving force. This is really bad. I'm very frustrated about this global warming, climate change, all this stuff. This is what I'm going to focus my positivity on. How am I going to take this situation and change it or help, help change it, help start the conversation on how to change it? What groups do I connect with? What do I do? Because we're not aware of it. We're, we're trying to turn over such a new leaf and treat things like a Buddhist, you know, type of like empty my cup. You know what I mean? Completely start over Socratic ignorance, drain it all away, and let's treat it like the eyes of a child. But there's two things. I should treat hope with the eyes of the child. I should let go all we're worried about, but persistently changing it. Not saying that here's the one thing that we're going to change and it's done. What we need to do is keep changing, right? Right. The way that we talk to one another. And I mean, that's changing the conversation. We're going to continue to do that. We're going to keep letting people into our house. So we're going to keep sharing how the aspects of our individualism and the way that we interact with politics, science, education, and family life inside and outside all of us and really kind of look at it and be like, you know what? We're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's we perfect. Can. Great. The Delta is a mid-map media production. Produced by Nicholas and Christina Linke. You can check out some of our family projects at glassroomhive.com, including Stinkfinks, our family videos, Darm and Eldon, our children's book, The Miore, our adult fiction, and follow me directly at Nicholas A. Linke on socials. And we'll talk again another time.